Hi friends, this is Self-Care and Soul Care for the Caregiver, and I'm your host, Sandra Peoples. To us, self-care isn't a luxury, it's a necessity. We need to take better care of ourselves so we can care for those God has entrusted to us. This is episode 54, and we're talking about where we get stuck in completing our goals. Sometimes I get stuck setting a goal. Sometimes I get stuck in the middle of the goal. And sometimes I get stuck right before the end of a project. So today, we're going to talk about the reasons we get stuck and how we can push through to get things done. Let's jump right in by talking about getting stuck when we're trying to set a goal. Uh, It's (laughs) a new year, a new month, the beginning of lots of potential, and so I know lots of us are setting goals right now, but there could be quite a few reasons that you are struggling to set a goal. One of those reasons could be that that you can't narrow it down. You have so many ideas in your head, you just can't narrow down what the goal should be. Uh, Another one is you're listening to too many voices. Maybe you hear somebody else set a goal or have one word for the year and you think, oh, that would be a good goal or that would be a one wo- a good word. And then you, you hear the next person and you think, oh, that would be a good goal or that would be something fun to try to accomplish in 2021. Uh, so listening to too many voices can be a reason that you're struggling to set a goal. Another reason is you may not be able to really get motivated to do anything. 2020 may have really worn you out and you just can't find it in you to really get excited about setting new goals or doing anything new. Uh, Another reason is past failure could be holding you back. That happens to me a lot because I put a lot of pressure on myself to kind of be a perfectionist. I was thinking about this one specifically because one of the goals that I have set before is teaching James how to read. I have ordered books, I have looked into different classes and things online. So last week I was messaging with my friend Kim who hosts the Loma podcast and she uh, works really hard with her daughter Miranda to help her know how to read and to respond appropriately uh, to lots of questions. And so Kim recommended a book and I (laughs) ordered that book all excited to teach James how to read. And so we were messaging about it and I said, I can't wait to get the book in and get started. And she was being encouraging. And then I said, well, what's actually more likely to happen is that I'll get the book. I will get overwhelmed by the idea of the goal. I'll set the book down. I won't pick it up for a couple of weeks. And then I'll watch her Instagram stories about how well Miranda's doing. And then I'll pick it up again and find motivation. Um, And really what's holding me back in that is past failure to get that done. And so uh, that is for sure on my reasons that I struggle to set a goal. Um, Another one is you don't know how to track the goal. That could be a reason that you're having trouble narrowing down what the goal is. You're not sure how to determine whether you're successful or not successful at that goal. The next one, you maybe aren't sure if the goal is right or best. You're putting pressure on yourself to set the best goals and you won't set any goals until you know for sure it is the best one or the right one, as if there are uh, best and less best or right and wrong goals. Uh, The last one, one that I am guilty of quite often, is waiting for the perfect conditions or finding excuses. So I'm not going to set a goal until I get all these other things in line so that I have the best chance of success at meeting that goal. 
Um, that happens to me a lot in the winter. Like, oh, there's goals I want to set, but the weather isn't right. Or we're not in the right stage of family life to be doing that. Or something is right around the corner. And so I don't want to set the goal until everything is perfect so that I have a better chance of success in meeting that goal. So you may <laughs> relate to one or two of those things. You may relate to all of them as reasons that you're struggling to set a goal. But if you are struggling at this beginning stage, uh, if this is where you're feeling stuck, here's a list of solutions that would help you push past uh, the resistance in setting goals. The first solution is to just take the pressure off yourself. You, Your goal doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect at completing it. If you feel a lot of pressure on yourself, you may need to just turn that down and um, find other ways to feel accomplished and worthy and, and focus really on who God says you are and the worth that he finds in you and not keep looking to this goal setting for your worth. So take some of that pressure off yourself. Another piece of advice that I first heard from Emily Freeman on her podcast, The Next Right Thing, she has an episode, it's episode 32, and it is called Stop Collecting Gurus. So if you are finding yourself listening to too many voices, you may be guilty of collecting too many gurus. And so her advice is to just pick one guru and to follow their advice so you don't get overwhelmed by all of the different options. And so like if you're following a lot of exercise bloggers, let's say, or people on Instagram who work out a lot, and one is telling you this is the best exercise, and one is telling you this is the best exercise, and one is telling you this is the best exercise. Instead of listening to all three of those voices, just pick one. So stop collecting gurus, as Emily Freeman says, and just pick one voice to listen to. That will help you get started on setting a goal. The next one, uh, the next solution is figure out your why for setting the goal. Uh, that will help keep you motivated on stages two and three when you're actually doing the hard work and completing it if you remember why the goal is important to you and figure out if that why is strong enough to continue to motivate you. So if you're only setting this goal because you think somebody else expects you to, um, that's not always a good reason to set a goal and that may not keep you motivated. So you need to know the why behind your goal. And then the last one is uh, you need to establish habit triggers. We've talked about that before. We talked about it a little bit last week. We talked about it in an episode last January establishing habit triggers or a pattern that will help you accomplish the goal is a huge way to feel more successful when you want to set a goal. And so you reverse, you have a goal that you set, you reverse engineer it, you figure out all the things that need to come before that, and then you establish those habit triggers. Like for example, if you're trying to increase your step count, you need to have your tennis shoes. And so you're going to put your tennis shoes on and you're going to figure out when is the best time to do that and keep setting those habit triggers or or tiny goals that you can meet that help you meet the priority goal. Okay, the next one, maybe you get stuck in the messy middle. There are lots of good reasons that you might have set a goal and then you're working toward the goal and that is where you get stuck. Um, some of the reasons include... Probably the most obvious one, it's harder than you thought it was going to be. 
you were motivated to do it, you set some habit triggers, you get started, and then you think, oh, this isn't as fun, or this isn't, uh, the payoff isn't as big, um, and this is just flat harder than I thought it was going to be. So that happens when you're in the messy middle of things. Uh, The payoff often isn't as high as you had hoped. Maybe you can't stay motivated to do it. Yesterday, my friend Tiffany and I were texting, and she was like, I have like 8,000 projects all at the same time, and the house is a mess, and all I want to do is read a book. (laughs) And so that is a key example of something that happens when you're in the middle of a goal. You lose your motivation. Maybe you started too many things. um, You get overwhelmed. You can't figure out what to do next, and so you want to just like Tiffany, read a book or watch a show or walk away. Or if it's like cleaning out a closet, you just want to close the door um, and kind of make it out of sight, out of mind. So that is a way that we get stuck in the messy middle. Another way is there could be an outside influence that you didn't expect. Like Maybe you had a step count goal or you wanted to run a marathon and while you were training for that marathon, you twisted your ankle. So that for sure is going to keep you from meeting the goal that you set, but it it wasn't really under your control. It was an outside influence that you didn't expect. We certainly had a lot of that last year. You could have had lots of goals last year, but you couldn't have expected COVID to hit and all of the changes that that brought with it. Sometimes in the middle, there are things we can't control that really affect the outcome. Uh, The next one, maybe no one is noticing or appreciating your progress. Uh, (laughs) I feel that way pretty often. In fact, I found myself only cleaning house when... Uh, my husband was home because I wanted him to see that I was doing it. Like I wanted some recognition that I was cleaning house. And if he just came home every Friday or every weekend, the house was already cleaned because I had done it while he was at work. He might not have realized how hard it was for me to do that. And so uh, I, (laughs) I recognized that pattern in myself and had to like really get through it and over it so that I wasn't only doing things when I was getting this outside recognition or somebody noticing what I was doing. You may also get stuck in the messy middle because you were unrealistic about the goal you set. Um, Maybe you had higher expectations for yourself or you were more optimistic (laughs) maybe than what was actually reasonable. And so setting an unrealistic goal could be a reason that you get stuck in the messy middle. The good news is there are solutions for when you get stuck here, no matter what reason it is. Um, One of the solutions comes from Gretchen Rubin. Uh, and her four tendencies. So Gretchen Rubin is a podcaster and an author, and she has come up with this kind of personality framework that she calls the four tendencies. And you figure out if your motivation comes from within or without, or if you're a rule follower or not a rule follower. Uh, It's a pretty simple quiz. I'll link to it in the show notes, but you can take it on her website. And she tells you if you're an upholder, a questioner, a obliger, or a rebel. (laughs) And so upholders want to know what should be done. Questioners want justifications. Obligers need accountability. And rebels want freedom to do something their own way. And then within that framework, or even if you don't take that quiz, one of the things to figure out is whether your motivation is coming from within you 
or from outside. And and that could change but based on what goal you're trying to meet. Like I gave the example of needing some affirmation from my husband when I was cleaning house. That That is... That is motivation that's coming from without. But most of the time, with my personality type, my motivation comes from within. So I have to convince myself that the goal is worthy, that it's obtainable, that um, I can justify the time I'm going to spend out on it, that the payoff is going to be high enough. I convince myself of that, and then I can set the goal. You may be that way. You may need an accountability partner when setting a goal. Lots of people, especially for um, working out or exercising, like my husband is more of an extrovert. And so he's much more likely to go to a gym and work out with friends than he is to do a video on YouTube in the living room. So he enjoys that motivation of getting with other people and encouraging each other and supporting each other. He likes that part of it. Whereas I don't really like working out around other people. And so I would rather just do it in our living room with just somebody on YouTube telling me what to do. Um, And so when you are in the messy middle, figuring out if your motivation comes from within or without, or taking Gretchen Rubin's Four Tendencies quiz and figuring out if you're an upholder, questioner, obliger, or rebel might help you uh, get over some of the bumps in the messy middle. Another one is um, remembering that who you are becoming is more important than what you are accomplishing. And so if you are stuck in the messy middle because you are unrealistic about a goal you set or because there was an outside influence that you didn't expect, like twisting an ankle, then you need to remember that really what's most important is who you are becoming and not what you are accomplishing. We talked to our 15-year-old son about this a lot. Uh, He's homeschooling this year. So really, the motivation to get his schoolwork done is different as a homeschooler than in a public school setting where there's some positive peer pressure that may be happening. And so he has to find the reasons within himself to get done the things that we are asking him to get done. And so I remind him you may think that this assignment is silly and you may think it's not worth your time, but what I want to see in you is a good work ethic. I want to see that you can follow directions. I want to see that you can see a project through from beginning to end. And that's not really about what he's accomplishing. It's way more about who he is becoming. And so if you're getting stuck, overwhelmed, not seeing a good payoff, thinking that you maybe even set the wrong goals, remember that what you are accomplishing really isn't the most important evaluator. It is who you are becoming. And then a couple of other solutions if you are stuck in this middle spot. Breaking it down into smaller steps is always a huge help to me. Making a list to say, okay, uh, the big goal is cleaning out the garage. I can't get that done in the short amount of time I have. So what can I get done? What can I get a box out and fill it up with a donation to Goodwill or to a family that I know needs it? So break down big projects into smaller steps. That helps you get through the messy middle or Another one, ask for help. I know not all of us are great at this, but this is really 
a high motivator. Like I mentioned my friend Tiffany before, and we were talking about hanging out and, and her being overwhelmed by the task that she had. And I was like, hey, I'll come help you because we're we're going to spend time together. And so if a motivator to her would be that I'm going to come over and help her get this overwhelming project done, then that's totally worth it because I still get to hang out with her and we get something done. And so asking for help, or if you see another friend who's kind of stuck in the messy middle offering to help, those are great solutions for getting through the hard middle of accomplishing goals. Okay, and finally, maybe you get stuck at the end. Um, And it may sound weird to get stuck when most of the work is done, but it it happens. (laughs) It's happened to me really pretty often. I think it's especially common in creative work. Uh, And the reasons that you would get stuck at the end could be that you keep editing. Now, I am an editor. I worked as a freelance editor for years. And so when I write something, or even when I'm doing this podcast, I can keep fiddling with it and never actually hit post or never actually publish. Like, because my, um, I have this ideal of perfection and things never actually reach that ideal of perfection, but I keep working toward it. And so I keep editing or I keep playing with it or I keep doing what I can to make it as perfect as possible. And that stops me from sharing with the world what I have done. It stops me from ever really being done with that project. Another reason you get stuck at the end may be that you're afraid to share it with the world. You're afraid of criticism. That That's a huge barrier to getting something done. You may be really proud of something you did and you go to show it to somebody and, and they find fault in it or they have a criticism of it. And so it's safer for you never to actually be finished with it so that you never show it to anybody so that you never hear that criticism. And so... Uh, that can be a real discourager uh, to, to end a project or to be done. Another one is maybe you don't know what you'll do next. Maybe you've been working toward this goal for so long. It could even be part of your identity. And when that is done, you don't know what you're going to do next. It, it might make you feel kind of without an anchor uh, to be done with something that has taken so much time and so much energy and so much of you that once you're done, you don't know what could come next. And so you might keep pushing it out or coming up with reasons to keep working on something or doing something just because you're afraid of what might come after the project is over. So here's some of the solutions that I have come up with when I get stuck at the end. One of them is setting a deadline. Now, especially for creative people um, on like a big project, maybe there isn't a deadline. (laughs) And maybe that is what's keeping you from actually doing the work. I have a friend who is working on a book proposal and we were going to talk through it together and And um, so as we were talking, I said, okay, here's your deadline for that. Now, it's kind of an arbitrary deadline. It doesn't really mean anything. I could have set it a month later or even six months later, uh, and it wouldn't have meant a whole lot. But just having a deadline, even an arbitrary one, helps you know when you're done with the project because you're done 
when it's due or you're done at the deadline. And so that kind of helps if you are someone who wants to keep editing or keep fixing to say, no, I am going to be done on this date at this time. And that is when I will walk away from it. Uh, Another solution could be that you plan a celebration. So you, uh, especially if you're nervous about criticism or you're nervous about what the feedback would be about a project, then plan a way to celebrate it. Even if that is, I'm going to finish this project and then I'm going to buy a new book and I'm going to read this new book or I'm going to try a new restaurant or I'm going to spend time with this friend. Whatever the celebration is, set that celebration and it can also kind of work as a deadline for being done when it's time to be done with a project. And the last one, I this is part, I mentioned this too when we were talking about setting a deadline, be accountable to someone else. So this is an especially good one if you find that your motivation comes from someone else, either letting them down or just not being able to celebrate with them when you are finished with something. And so being accountable to someone else is a really good motivator for finally being done with a project to say, this person is relying on me or they're going to celebrate with me or whatever the payoff is. Being accountable to someone else is a good way to make sure that you are wrapping things up when it's time to wrap things up and sharing them with the world at that time. I know we're talking a lot today about doing uh, and it can feel overwhelming, but the truth is every day there are things we have to get done. We set goals for every week. We could set them for every day. Right now we could be setting goals for the whole year or for the first quarter of the year. Things have to get done. That's just part of life on earth. And knowing ourselves and our tendencies, as we talked about today, will help us get those things done. But when I feel overwhelmed, one of my favorite verses to rest in is Philippians 1.6. It says, And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. We can figure out if our motivation comes from within or without, or we can create habit triggers throughout our entire day. But above all, we can rest in the truth that God is at work in us to get us to the goal he has for us. That goal is making us more like Christ. And everything we do is part of that process, even the successes and the failures. So let's pray together as we wrap up our time. God, way back in the garden, Adam and Eve were called to cultivate the land and care for creation. They were called to productivity, being fruitful and multiplying. And just like you were with them as they worked, you are with us as well. You give us the gifts of wisdom to help us set the right goals. You bless us with time and energy to get done what you have called us to do. And you even set the example for us of rest and celebration. Thank you for working in our lives to help us grow in godliness. Help us today, God, as we need your discernment moving forward on our own goals. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, with all this talk on productivity today, I'm thinking about Jesus and the pressure that he felt or didn't feel about meeting his goals. He waited almost 30 years to begin the ministry that we see recorded in the Gospels. But 
he never seemed rushed to get things done or he never seemed unmotivated to fulfill his calling. I think we can learn a lot from him and the patterns that we read about in his life. So next week, let's look closer at the practice of the Sabbath, the rhythm of rest and celebration that balances out the work that we do. Make sure you've subscribed to this podcast so it will show up in your app next Monday morning. And share this episode with a friend if you think it would be helpful to someone else. I'm praying for you this week as you set your priorities, work toward your goals, and abide in Christ through it all.